Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger Den, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. It's a new year and a new me. That's right. You know where you're at. The home, the house, the den of the Blue Tiger Revenge crew. I am comic book creator and uh, Lord of the North, Tad Galusha. And with me is, well, he goes by many a name. King of Beards, Heart and Soul, Big Bad Booty Daddy. (laughs) That's right. You love them. I love them. There's a few that hate them. Big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? Well, in the words of the great, great O'Hearn, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, no more. <laughs> it's poetry. Poetry. Oh, Mike O'Hearn. You know, it's music just- to my ears, man. He's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Uh, speaking of giving, this is uh, you know we've we uh, we shot right through Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, we did. And here we are. Here we are, uh, fa- listeners. Uh, if you're listening, this is probably deep into January. Uh, yeah. We, we had we had a lot of things go down. It's a busy season, man. Busy season. Busy season. Yeah. Lot. A lot of you know uh, a roller coaster, roller coaster, ups and downs. Yeah. So, but we're here. We made yeah. it here so uh yeah yeah and you know we just thought we'd start up the year you know a couple of cool guys yep. just hanging out and chatting and about you should see like what we have what we have going right now like if you aren't following blue tiger revenge on instagram uh we made a really awesome uh <laughs> really awesome reel that that three of you are gonna understand and think is funny but uh you know, nobody else will. yeah, nobody else will. And I don't care. Um, we did, we did do, so we didn't do it this, this holiday season, but, uh, you know, cause last year we did a, we did a video gift exchange. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't do it this year because mine, I ordered, you know, three weeks before Christmas and it didn't get there until January, but, it's uh, all right. The second part of mine came way later. Yeah. I mean, if you want something that delicious, you got to wait, right? Wait, the second part? What's second part? The, oh, you're, man, he, look at that. God, that's why they call you Big Bri, man. You just think- devour. You just devour. You don't even think. You just eat Yeah. the cookies. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. They're, they they're got they good. got destroyed. But, uh, yeah, no, you, you sent me a really cool gift. You sent me... Something that I've been looking for for a hot minute. Uh, the uh, it was really easy to find. I'm going to be honest. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to find it in person. 
I've been trying to oh, find it in okay. person. So it's been hard to find it in person. I know I could have got it off eBay, but I wanted to try and find it in person. But you sent it right to my door. I was very happy. Uh, the A-Team miniseries uh, Marvel Comics did in the 80s, man. Thank you. It's pretty sweet. Of course. Of course. And speaking of O'Hearn, you hooked me up with a Mike O'Hearn Baby Don't Hurt Me yes. t-shirt yeah. from the man himself. That's and I I also have one, uh, so that's the that's the con attire. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Now I need to get the I need to get the blue tiger tracksuit to go with the O'Hearn shirt, and then you gotta get it. And then it's pure it. dominance. I think at that point, I think we would. I don't know if you can win Comic Con, but with that outfit, I think we would win. We'd definitely be a couple of. Good looking blokes. Yeah. On that on the floor there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh you know, it's been I think a quiet holiday, but um I, I gotta be honest, man, normally during the holiday there's like tons of movies, yeah, trailers dropping. I feel like the only thing that came out was that uh Rebel Moon, <laughs> which uh <laughs> We both watched it. We both watched it. Uh yeah. yeah it, I, mean, I don't want to dump on something. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to dump on it. What I what I will say was is that I as as a guy who generally likes the Snyder DC movies, I did not enjoy that movie at all. Well, what was funny is we watched that. Yeah. And then what was the oh, we watched the Korean flick right Ballerina. after that. We watched Ballerina oh. right after. Oh. Which folks, if you haven't it's on Netflix. Yep. So and the name is very where you're like I when you see the even the front image it was like a like a very very beautiful Korean man with his yeah, shirt off. Extremely. I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. Uh, this doesn't appeal to me. But then I did watch it, and holy shit, it's one of those interesting things where they're both different kinds of movies, right? Like yeah, but they're both act in that action genre, and. What was interesting is they both utilized very similar devices, like mm-hmm. for their action sequences, mm-hmm. and you saw one, as in ballerina, execute it so well. I would say perfectly. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. It was just it was the the fight scenes were they were very smooth. They weren't all like super close up. You could see all the action. Yeah. Um, they even did some slow mo here and there, and it was just really great fight choreography. And then you watch Rebel Moon, and it just it felt like I don't know it uh, it just it it didn't compare. And it was really interesting seeing the stark contrast between the two. Where one was just I felt was way superior to yes. the other. Yeah. Uh, oh, and you and, also it was it was a a ballerina was a ninety minute film, uh, mm-hmm. not an ounce of fat on it, and it was as as good of an action movie that you're going to see like i you know one of the things that i've that i've noticed with like korean action movies uh you know thinking of like the villainess as well if you throw that yeah. category in there but like the story is there as well like you don't just it's not just um what like action porn right it's i would push back the stories aren't that great oof i disagree but no, here's what I think what makes them so good because yeah. they're very meat and potato stories. It's always like a well, revenge story, but right? that's fine. But if you do it correctly, right? I mean, that's what I was gonna yeah. get to. Is it's the they bring this level of emotional investment, yes, where you feel for the character because in the Korean these these K flicks they do a really good job 
of making you empathize and feel the like uh, abandonment yeah. or whatever yeah, 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 of yeah. the hero of yeah. the folk character. And you don't get that, I would say, in a lot of these. I'm just going to say, like, lately with these, like, big blockbuster American flicks, you just don't – you don't get that. You you already know what's going to – like, it's just like, oh, look, that guy bumped into him on the subway. Now he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And it, it, it brings you along for the ride. There's a level of, like – unpredictability i think in in some of those in some of those uh action korean action movies that right like in ballerina right yeah that very first action like big action sequence you get uh spoiler where she fights the dude for the first time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she fights the guy for the first time and like she's this more skilled fighter but he's huge he's a lot bigger than her he's twice her size right and so like they show that in the fight so it doesn't matter like some of the stuff she does he just can like literally throw her across the room. Yep. Yep. And then you actually, it's not like she pops right back up. She's sitting there like holding her back, like trying, like all dazed yep. and shit. So they, they bring these realities yep. into their fight, even though the fight is ridiculous, right? Like how many times <laughs> oh, did the dude get oh, yeah. stabbed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's getting stabbed all over the place with a knife and shit and, you know, still throwing her. But it, it brings this like level of believability because, like, again, it's that whole thing we always, I, we, I feel like we always come back to this. It's the like, um, the physics of the situation yeah. or it's like the rules the of rules the world. The rules of your universe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, like, this universe, like, I would say both, um, Bad Moon and, or was it Rebel, Rebel Moon? Moon? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Ballerina were both set in these, like, these universes that abided by very, like, I guess you could say dramatic or realistic, uh, uh, rule sets, mm-hmm. at least in terms of like when it's feet on the ground for, you know, Rebel Moon because they're in space and yeah, shit. Yeah. But when they're on the planet, you know, it's very like, uh, you know, like they're on a farm for like half the movie. It felt like, um, yeah, space farm. Space farm. But, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, it just, um, it just felt like in Rebel Moon, like they forced a lot of the uh, the dramatic emphasis. Like, yeah. look, this is a thing that's important. Close up, slow motion, I, three times in I a almost, row. I almost felt like for that, what you had there was like, and I, I felt like it was a very interesting concept that was just left as a concept and didn't really like dig deeper into writing a full like a full script or like a full story i don't know if that i don't know if i'm making sense here when i say that but like the it felt I think, raw yeah it i felt think the idea raw. of it was really neat and really interesting but yeah it was just kind of bits and pieces without really it was like all the parts without or uh you know if you know you're a chef like, with all the ingredients I, without putting it all together yeah it you know what it felt like it felt like someone who'd watched a lot of movies constructed the beats of a film Mm -hmm. because there was parts that were horribly rushed Mm -hmm. and all, and it was just like, Hey, nice to meet you. You want to join our quest to, you know, overthrow the rebel or the the empire. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. And then you had a few other sequences where they would spend a bit more time there and, you know, uh, I mean, the character, everything like visually looked oh, cool. Oh, it looked cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, all the characters were well developed, and you know, like you could tell the artists fuck, worked their asses off on it. Yeah. But it's just the story itself. Just I don't know. It it pained me that they're like, we're doing three more of these bad boys. <laughs> Get ready. I was like, oh, yeah. This is it, the 
and it's I don't know. and it's another one of those where man, if listen, listen, Tiger Cubs, if I am saying this, you know that it's gone kind of over the deep end. But it's another one of those where where it's we'll just wait for the director's cut, then you're gonna see. The, and it's like, dude, this is just like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bag on Zack Snyder or anything like that. Like I like his movies sure. for the most part, but this is the third one where it's way for the director's cut. It's going to be way different and way better. Yes. I just want to know, like, who's the poor, like soul that's being thrown under the bus for all of these flicks <laughs> that he, yeah. Like his, like the people he's working with and they're, they're just sitting there going like, Zach, like, come on, man. Like I know, <laughs> you know yeah. what though? It was one of the most watched movies over the holidays. Oh, for sure. I mean that. I mean it. Like it weeks. makes it makes sense. He's a big like he's still a big name director on Netflix. Everyone's home for the holidays. I mean it. it there was you know, nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. You don't even like his like, movies, and you watched it. So I mean, imagine yeah. what everybody else. So yeah. Uh, and then I saw Ballerina and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just, well, I'm going straight over to the yeah. K drama section. Yeah. I'm not wasting my time with this American crap anymore. Let me, let me just get the Korean TV channels now. That's, that's what I need. Apparently I got the family oh, hookup. Just nice. let me know. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's right. I live in K town, man. I dude, I, I, I love it, man. I, I, that movie was, uh, I just a, had a Korean, man. Korean wings like five minutes oh, ago. It was great. Son of a bitch. Are yeah. they the ones that Dr. Wife makes? No. Oh. These ones came from uh, the church, Still. Korean church. They had a big meetup at the church. It was like all the, all the neighboring mm-hmm. uh, Korean churches came and met. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't go, obviously. You can't have some pagan, heathen you know, guy like me walking <laughs> in there. Um, but I, will, uh, I, I, will got, say, I got though, some of the leftovers. I don't, even, I don't even like breaded wings. I don't even like breaded wings. Dr. Wife's... Korean wings are some of the best wings I've ever had in my life. That's uh, Doctor. That's Doctor Wife's mom's yeah. recipe, but I think she took it from the Hawaiian side of it. I don't know. I see, don't know where it comes from. See, I'm. I'm. There's uh, a mix there's, coming up for Art of Comic Con. Oh, dropping news here. Uh, oh, here we go. H- half the reason I'm coming. I want to eat those fucking wings, man. I want to eat. Oh, those it's wings. already. It's already going down. So it's that's, already that's half the reason I'm 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 making the trip. Can't wait. I mean, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's yeah. the reason why I stick around here. Fair it's enough. Those damn wings. Fair enough. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But um yeah, the holidays, not to not to rip on the movie, but it just it didn't feel like there was that much out there. Like, I, I thank God for ballerina. That seemed like it saved yes. the day. Yeah, at least for me, for us, I, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. You know, I watched this. I watched this other show, and I, I am gonna shit on it for a minute, and that's not normally something I do, but it made me no. so angry watching this show. So it's uh, "Fool Me Once." It just came out on, uh, just dropped on Netflix. I think last week, maybe week before. Okay, um, it's a Harlan Coben show, which I've watched some of his past stuff. He's an author. He's like a, a thriller author or whatever okay um and i've watched like a lot of his other shows and enjoyed them but this one this one just really really bugged me they do that thing where if you don't have they don't have any other reason to move the plot forward so the way that they move the plot forward is just one character not having a conversation with another character 
<laughs> you know, oh, okay. you know so what I'm talking about? Where it's like, miscommunication. I, could tell, I could tell you what's wrong right now, but I'm not going to. You don't deserve to know and what, it's, what uh, happened, Brian. And it's you're just, you're just, you're for no reason. It's for no reason. Like one thing, it's like, oh, hey, I'm being blackmailed, so I literally can't tell you. It's like, nope, I'm just not going to tell you. And it's, but it's, and it's not just, you can get away with like one person doing that, but it's literally every character on that show just decides to not tell people things to move the plot along. And to me, that's like, that's as bad as, you know, your pet peeve of someone saying, I've got this. Uh, uh, it's the new let's dance. I'm telling you, it's the new <laughs> let's dance. I've got this. Yeah. You've got this. Now, now they switch up this variation. I swear to God. In writers' rooms, there's got to be like a sign on the wall that says, "At some point, insert." You've I got think this. They just or some have a iteration guy. of. It. I think they just have a guy in the room who's He's just. Like, oh, time out! Right here. This is where we're gonna put. Yeah, it. You got that's his job. Bri- that's yeah. his dramatic job. pause. Bry, you got this. Yeah, that's it. That's that's their job. Ugh. Ugh. Well, that's shitty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ate it. Yeah. Um something else oh what was it there was something that really popped up that we were going to chat about that I'm, I'm i'm forgetting here what was it it was uh well while you're while you're thinking of it while you're thinking of what it was i'm just going to throw out real quick uh just happened uh today as we record but this will probably be this will be old news by the time this episode comes out um and and it's something that I was honestly kind of surprised about because earlier, what was it, last year, um, IDW lost the Hasbro license. It went over to Skybound for like, you know, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and they picked up and are starting, you know, they're starting their own line now. But uh, um, Nickelodeon just uh, renewed their contract of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with IDW. So they're going to continue. Oh, wow. Yeah, which... I mean, it, that, that was one of the, well, that was one of the things that you and I were like, well, what's that mean? Like for tur- I wonder if they're going to lose turtles as well since they lost both yeah. of those, but they got it locked up to be able to continue to making those comics. I mean, the last couple, the last year and a half has been so great yeah. for turtles. Like, why would you yeah. change it up? Like, yeah, I mean, with, crazy with last Ronin, and then now their you know their their regular run is about to hit one fifty, which is the longest. Yeah. I don't think any, even like the original Mirage run didn't make it to 75 issues like straight before like a relaunch, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's the longest ongoing there's ever been. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, it was, you know, shout out, congrats, because I read all those books, so... (laughs) <laughs> you're you're a happy man. I'm, you, know. you know, it is interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what GI Joe ends up doing over there because I, I don't I, feel like it had the same kind of energy that they just. I mean, Daniel Warren Johnson on Transformers really like that's like just done did really a Duke, well. A Duke number one for they just relaunched with Duke the character Duke from GI Joe. Apparently, it, it it got people really liked it. I haven't read it, but. Uh, they had a lot of them at the comic shop today. I went. I just dropped in, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had no Transformers. Plenty of GI Joe. Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. That I mean, Daniel. When Daniel Warren Johnson is working on something, it usually. I, I flipped through that. I think it's like quick. issue five that's out or something like that, or issue four. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm ahead of myself, but uh, whatever issue it was, it was on the sh- uh, shelf there. I'm 
I'm not a Transformers guy, but I think I'm going to pick up his Transformers when it gets collected. It looks really good. I'm enjoying really it. Really good. I'm enjoying it. Are you reading it? I'm, I am I mean, I've read issue through issue two, but I mean, if you look behind me, I've got two giant stacks of comics that I need to read. So you and me both. It's, been a, it's been a crazy <laughs> holiday. It's been a crazy holiday. And I'm not yeah. caught up on my reading. Well, what I usually I'll let them stack and they'll stack up for a while and then I'll just spend a day reading 30 issues of, of comics you know so that's right uh i did remember what i wanted to say yeah um uh, i think it was last week so do you know what the man who laughs is yes yeah it's, so uh, it's, it was uh what a movie from the 20s that the joker yeah. is based off of yeah so it pay, uh, apparently it has now entered the public domain so you can like watch it online for free uh, where before it was like, I think it was kind of hard to track down. Yeah, like you yeah. had to like pay money through like the Criterion collection. And you can or, like create your own stuff with that now too, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do like the man who laughs. Uh, I, I've never actually seen the movie. I yeah, just same. you see all the photos, and it's just interesting because like it's that whole thing of like uh, when you don't know what some of your favorite stuff was inspired by. Yeah, you think it's really original, and then you look up what. You know, you do a little research, you find out like, oh, this inspired that. Yeah. And then you re- and then you re- check out the source material and then you realize like, oh, yeah, this whole saying of like, yeah, nothing's actually original. Um, that's kind of how uh, I mean, it looks straight up like the Joker, man. Like, oh, yeah. He looks it looks exactly like him. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. I might actually watch it. I, I I'm curious. I know he's like a villain, a man who laughs. I know he's like a villain. And I think he's being like hunted by some kind of detective. So I'd be curious to see. Um, I know there was like. And that's uh, what the new Joker movie is based off of now. Probably. <sighs> Aren't they making a sequel to it? Yeah, they're filming it right now. Yeah. You sound so happy. Mm-hmm. I know you like your Batman to be fun. Not uh, we got enough real world problems. This well, it's not even the Batman's not even in it, man. He's not even in it. Don't get me started. Yeah. He, he can't. Harley Quinn is, though. You know, I was you know I was talking to Nikki about that uh, clip or that little skit that I showed you, where the the dude who dresses up as Batman fires members of the Justice League. Oh yeah, that's um uh Pete is it Pete Holmes? Yeah, I think it's Pete Holmes, a comedian. I love him; he's very funny. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he has one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, and at the end, he's like, "I prefer Jared Leto," and it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but I was. It, I was telling Nikki about it and I was like, yeah, that's what, you know, I don't have a desire to see a Joker movie. And even Max who, you know, all of nine years old, he was like, there's a Joker movie. He can't. Well, and, he, and, and he said, he can't why? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, well, what do you mean, man? He's like, you can't have Joker without Batman. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Nine year old who gets it. Where are the rest of you people at? A nine-year-old understands this. Like, let's go. Come on. There, there you go. Shout out at, at Bry. Let him yeah. know. Let him know. Or like you usually do, hit me up on Instagram, and I'll let him know what you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so usually, yeah. You know, what's up with that? You know, let's, you know. What's up with that? Everyone, uh, you know, they commentary for the show, and shout out, questions. And you always, you always hit, hit, up, hit up Tad. Nobody ever, nobody ever hits me up, man. Hurts Tad, my, you're a big dude. You're, hurts my you're intimidating. It hurts my feelings. Well, you know, maybe that's what it is. They want to complain to me because they don't want to actually like insult you. They don't want to. I mean, well, I had a guy call me a bearded couple. prick once. 
Uh, shout out to that guy. Yeah, he is. I hope out. he had a wonderful holiday. <laughs> I hope he did too. <laughs> Still you my favorite. Funny? I always thought that like all of our social media was just the ghost town. Yeah. And then when that guy said that, man, the rats came out of the woodwork and they lit him up so hard. It was beautiful. But, yeah. I was really surprised. Like, okay, there's people here. We just, nobody likes to socialize. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We're all like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the public domain, though, uh, there's all this talk as what was it, Steamboat Willie? Yeah, he hit it too. Yeah, and um, I don't really understand what that means. I, I guess some people were freaking out, some people were going nuts. It, to me, it doesn't really sound like it's that big of a deal. I know Steamboat Willie was is what became Mickey Mouse, right? Um, so I don't know if the two are related or the two are the same at this point. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious how that how that will play out because. And the internet these days, dude, like with foreign production and the internet, copyright has gotten just slaughtered. Like you, like there's yeah. so many products that violate copyright. I mean, like I had to talk. I was talking with somebody because they were, um, uh, it, was, it was a listener and uh, a, a young young artist. Shout out! I don't know if I could say his name or not, but I'll just say shout out to him. Perfect. Uh, and he's a big Godzilla guy, and uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Shout out! Yeah. Yeah, shout out. And we were, you know, he, I was asking him if he was going to do G Fest. And, uh, you know, he was a little like nervous, like, oh, I don't know if I can because, like, none of my, you know, I've got all these Godzilla drawings, but they're not like, f- like licensed by Godzilla. You know what I mean? And uh, some of these cons and stuff are starting to try. They're, tr- they're saying they're cracking down. I'll believe it uh, when I fucking see it. Right. Anyways, continue. Uh, and, but I said to him, I was like, oh, no, you're, you're, you're fine. Like, they just don't want you taking, like actual licensed stuff and repackaging it as yours because yeah. that's what people do. But like you can sell fan your you know your your fanzines and your 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 uh you know pinups and stuff of the characters because like nowadays that's looked at as like you know like positive. that's yeah it's a positive which in the nineties I would have gotten your your ass sued right but now it's like oh it's we're getting free advertisement people are making sure that our characters like stay alive in the zeitgeist yep. uh, which and maybe i we'll think find is some young artists we can exploit i mean higher <laughs> uh yes uh, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is kind of interesting is that that whole um i am curious to see what they'll do with steamboat willie and all those characters yeah um you know, speaking of Disney, you know what I, you know what Doctor Wife and I watched? Hmm. She'd never seen it, even though it came out in like '95. Okay. Goofy movie. Oh man, I saw that in theater. I'm pretty sure. Same, same. You know what? Just bold claim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. Okay. Because that movie made me believe in love, young love. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Watch the movie, folks. I think I'm just gonna say it right here. It is one of the greatest. Young adult love stories, All right? Because they're like teenagers, I yeah, guess, yeah. right? Of our generation. Bold, bold, bold claim, bold, bold claim. People you know would say like Titanic, it, but I'm going to say Goofy movie. I like it. I like Titanic. the boldness. You know. You know why? It's more realistic, man. Because it's all about he likes this. You know, he likes this this girl, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in love. You know, Roxanne. she doesn't. She doesn't even know he exists, really. But she does. She's got a crush on him. Yeah, but he doesn't know it, and he's got such low confidence because, well, his dad is fucking goofy. Oh, yuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. 
Garsh. Yeah, like he literally has a nightmare that he's talking to her and she's all like, oh, hey, Max. And then he starts turning into like physically transforming <laughs> into his dad. That's and every yeah. listen. If, if my you know what? My kids could be so lucky. Let's just throw that out there. But anyways. My dad doesn't have anything on me. Come on. Man. Yeah, that's right. Nothing. My, I mean, uh, let's be honest. My my dad could run in circles around me, but that's okay. That's right. even even dead. He could run circles <laughs> around me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I just thought it was a more realistic. I mean, obviously, it gets ridiculous with the like. Um, but then you know, he's the teenage. His his dad makes him go on this like road trip mm-hmm. and it's not what he wants to do he wants to stay and hang out with his his friend his little girlfriend or yep. potential girlfriend because yep. you know it was interesting he actually a- asks her out or she kind of asks him out be- at the beginning of the movie that's what, oh, what i was okay. like oh that's kind of refreshing you don't actually see it and then the dad's you know goofy's like oh we have to go on this road trip so you're going to be gone all summer we're going to go drive all the way out to idaho and mm. go fishing and uh you know, of course, he's all upset and stuff. Um, it, it was just—I don't know. It—I uh, don't know. It, it was a good movie, man. It's really good. It holds up. It's refreshing. It's positive. Okay. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to give it a rewatch. Yeah, I probably it, uh, won't, but I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll act like I'm going to. That's all right. It's all right. I'll try. You know, to. Hey, it made me believe in love as a like. Okay, there's a chance. There's potential. There you go. Now look at me. And now look at you. Married to doctor wife. She makes yeah. the best wings in the world. She, like, that, that is true. That is true. The best. Those wings are amazing. Oh, I, I educated you on something. What? Bill Nye, the science guy. He oh, yeah. The origins that's of right. Bill Nye. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So if people don't realize this. Bill Nye, you know, he is a, uh, I guess, an educator, you know, of yeah. the sciences. Like he has a, I forget, actually, I forget what his uh, background is in. Um, like he's a, like a, a legit scientist, uh, but you know, he, he, I think he taught like at high school or something mm-hmm. like that. Anyways, a lot of people don't realize he got a start uh, in television. He was on a sketch comedy show out of Seattle called almost live, um, from like, I think it was like eighties, like yeah, back in the eighties, early sent 90s. me like a clip and I was like, that looks like Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it is Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. And he used to do his science demonstrations on the show. Like is sometimes that would be like one of their like skits, you know, mm-hmm. it's like Saturday Night Live, but like Pacific Northwest based mm-hmm. essentially. Um, apparently, I think those were pretty common all over the place back in the 80s when television was more regionally based. Yeah, still yeah. uh, kind of weird to think of it, it like that. It's weird, right? right? You had like your local public access channel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had your local couple channels out of the big city and they had like you had your local television celebrities and all that. Like, no, dude, yeah. we had local like Longview Kelso tv channel oh did you really yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh shit yeah we didn't I, I think the closest we got was everett we had some stuff that we get out of everett but that was about it okay oh uh huh that's crazy yeah because that used to I, I bet that was like an avenue like if you wanted to get into television right mm-hmm. like how do you start like oh go down to your local yeah. broadcast uh, you know super producer maddie k uh, mm. him and him and Brady, they did, uh, they had like a, their little, like a sketch comedy show what? that they did on that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When was this? Oh, we were in high school. So like 2000, 2000, 
2001, 2002. Yeah, somewhere around there. Wow, that's pretty cool. How long? How many episodes they do? I don't know. I don't. I dude. I don't even remember. I like. I remember like the very very little. You'd have to ask. You were too busy being cool guy, Bri, instead was, of know, like, hey. yeah, listen, big man on campus. He had That's a lot right. of things to do. That's right. No, I, I just, uh, I don't, I don't remember that well. So ask, ask him next time you see him, he'll tell you. Super, the origins of super producer, Matty K. Yeah. Yeah. His origin oh, story God. was there. Man, you know, I wish we kind of, I kind of wish we had that kind of stuff again. Well, you know, you do, you do but it's YouTube. Oh, yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. I guess anybody can do it. Anybody it's can TikTok. do it. But it's gotta, TikTok, oh. and it's terrifying. Yeah, you just need a cell phone. That's it. Nothing. You know what, though? We've see, And we've seen some some people that we were friends with or we've had, I guess, a social, we've had on the show before mm-hmm. cut some to- some talks, and uh, oof, oof, it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. You leave it to the kids. Leave it to the kids, guys. Too, yeah, you know, I'm too uh, I'm too old for that stuff, man. Yeah, it just comes off weird. I, I, I love seeing though like people our age do, try and do some of like the trends. And I just oh. I just like what are you do, what are you doing, man? What are you why are you doing this? Yeah. You're, you're 40. What stop it. Yeah, and it just feels forced and like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I a, think there's one particular we're both thinking of right now, but we won't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. Oh, congratulations. You got your chest piece finally done. I did. The, yeah. You Now we have, now you're, you're, you're bat dad. I'm you're, bat dad. You're bat dad all yeah. the way now. Yeah. It's all the way done. It's not, <laughs> I don't have half, I, I have both wings, not just one wing. Yeah. Finally got it. Finally got it buttoned up and, and done, and it looks great, and I love it. Um, you know, got to figure out what I'm going to do next. So, Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, of, you know, finishing things, looks like The Rock is looking to uh, round out his his acting career. He made a Black formal Adam announcement. just broke this man. It broke him. He, uh, he announced on, uh, what was it? to variety yeah variety uh the rock wants to be a dramatic actor now i hope he said that like that the rock wants to be a dramatic actor he uh, said and i quote i'm at a point in my career the rock is at a point in his career where <laughs> the rock <laughs> the rock pause he pauses the yeah. crowd goes wild uh is at a point in his career where he needs to push himself in ways that I've, well, I'll say I want to push myself in ways that I've not pushed myself in the past. You That's know, what he said. And, and, and I think I don't that, even know what that means. This is something that that I've said. And I think a lot of people have kind of said that, like, you know, because for the past. Though. What's that? It's too late, though, man. It's a little like I don't want to say it's too late, but I want to say that, like, you know. Yeah. I, I I agree with him. I hope that he does well. I don't know if he has the acting chops to like. You know what he needs to do? Hmm. He needs to do some like short some shorts for like the festival circuit. Oh yeah, stuff that doesn't pay any money. Yeah, I mean it's not like he fucking needs it. He's, right. He's right. practically. I think he's going to be one of the first uh, like pro wrestlers to become a legit like billionaire or something post career or something like. He's got to be thing. close. Yeah. 
And, uh, I mean, like, he should just, if you're really serious about it, he should do, like, some shorts with some, like, real directors mm-hmm. that will, you know, take, Push make him like, and, like, make yeah, him work. Yeah, make his, make his ego take a check. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, it, 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 again, like Darren Aronofsky or something. This, Ooh. this boils down to how bad Black Adam bombed. Because if, I, you know, the Hawaii stuff, whatever, if Black Adam wasn't the success that he thought it was going to be and his power move to like take over DC, we would not be having this fucking conversation. Oh no. You know no, what I mean? Would, like this yeah, movie, that movie be... completely broke him. He thought he was going to be the next, what like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. He was getting, he thought he was going to be cool guy, Superman. Yeah. He's, it's like Superman, but cooler. Cause yeah. He's got electric powers and he wears a black costume. Yeah. 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 It's like, Nah, bro. Yeah. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about yeah. like, like, and I, I think, he, I think his ego <laughs> took a big hit on that one. Yeah, it was one of the few times where you saw him really flunder or blunder mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. um, like social media sphere, where he said like some weirdly aggressive stuff, and like mm-hmm. he got in that whole like DC versus Marvel bullshit hype train, mm-hmm. which. It's like, dude, no, none of the fans care, really. Like, it's a, it's a fun talking point, but like, it's really like, just make cool shit that we want to yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I just find it yeah. funny, man. I find it. I and find then it I funny. think the Hawaii thing also was such a bad. Like, he doesn't. I don't think he's ever been involved in kind of a really bad scandal like that. No. Or like, he, like he looked like a real dirtbag doing he did. that. He did. personally. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like two of the richest celebrities on planet oh, Oprah and the rock. Give <laughs> yeah. us money, <laughs> send us money and then we'll donate it for you. Oh, so you get all the, the tax incentives. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. We'll make sure it goes where it's going. Will you, are you, Yeah. how you're going to be down there in Maui for the next six months? Like, you know, handing out hundred dollar bills to people, buying them groceries and take them to their house. No, they're not. No. Yeah, we're gonna make sure it goes where it needs to go. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a bad look too. But uh, I'm telling you, if Black Adam was as good as he thought it was gonna be, we would not be having this conversation. Because if that movie would have been like the billion dollar success that he thought it was gonna be, there would be no James Gunn. There would be yeah. no James Gunn taking over. It would be the Rock's like production company taking over DC. Dude, it'd be the Rock and Snyder all the way, baby. Just not even, slow not even Snyder, fucking... dude. Not even Snyder. You don't think so? No, no. Really? No, he doesn't have anything that he was long done before Black Adam came around. Oh, I didn't realize that because it still felt like they were keeping that kind of style. You he know, was he was, was like... trying to keep the style going, but it was it was long done. You might have kept like. I mean, Henry Cavill came back for it, and he thought he was going to be Superman, so that would still be a thing. Um, well, oh, well, you'd be happy about that. I would, I would have been happy about that, but you know, I'm happy for Henry Cavill. He's got, he's doing Warhammer, which is like his favorite thing in the world, you know. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, none of this, like his ego, took it took a huge hit on the off of that movie, and I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I could. The understand. Rock doesn't need Shazam. Did he say that at one point? Because uh, he was. I mean, very, not not publicly, but pro- I mean, probably. Don't you think? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just know that it, I thought it was weird that there was no um, plans to do a crossover with Shazam. Yeah. At all. Yep. Um, and I, 
because he's supposed to be the villain that's for his, That's his arch nemesis, like, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really that'd be yeah, like that would be like right. I know everybody listen, I know the Red Skull used to be a Nazi, but now he's more of a philanthropist yeah. now, okay? Yeah. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. The dynamics uh, of the Marvel Universe, the hierarchy of power in the Marvel Universe is going to change. Red, Red Skull. Skull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting a little too close to election season. So Sorry. Just gonna talk. Uh, <sighs> the Red Skull, the savior of America. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it was, it was It's the weird... Red Skull. I'm the greatest hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> well, we just lost half our listeners. That's okay. They'll be back. Listen, you know what? I I make fun of both equally. You just made – that's true. You make fun of everybody. I do. I'm like South Park, man. I make fun of everybody. If you do something stupid, I'm going to make fun of you for it. Dude, South Park. South Park special. They went hard in the paint. Not for the uh, ill of heart. That's usually how their specials go. You gotta, you gotta have pretty thick, pretty thick skin to to listen to that. Yeah, you. Uh, it was great. It was great. I, yeah. actually, I you know, I, I'm not the biggest South Park fan, but last couple of years their specials have been pretty, pretty on the money. Okay, on, on point, as they say. I watched the on COVID. Point. I watched the COVID one, and I, I thought that one was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I haven't. This, this one's better. Past that, yeah. Uh, they don't really i don't think they really do much anymore they just do those they do like a couple specials a year um yeah i noticed the last few seasons started getting smaller and yeah. smaller and smaller like it you know i think the last season was like six episodes or something it was not yeah not a lot um all right was one thing i got two things i want to talk about okay and it's about me me okay Let's talk about it. I already know. I already know one of them. I know that you know. That's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about too. And, what uh, it was the Patreon that you launched, my man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a weird thing. It's uh, it's the first time I've at, like straight up like asked people yeah. for money. Like not at, you know what I mean. It's not like I'm begging people for money or no. but like going like, hey, if you want to read this content, uh, you have there's a paywall. Yeah, and uh. It's kind of cool. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just started, so there's not a, t- you know, there's only like a few people on there, uh, which is, you know, shout out to them, appreciate yeah. it. Uh, and it's interesting because, uh, like, I made a like a, I don't know, it's like a punctuation error, or, mm-hmm. uh, or like I just had the wrong word in there, so I can't remember what it's some type of grammar error, and somebody caught it. And it was just like, oh, it's so nice to, and and they let me know right in the comments, right? So I was able to edit it right there, oh, nice. real quickly. Yeah, and it was one of those where I was like, oh man, you know, like this is kind of nice. I kind of like that, like having that kind of interaction, like having other people be like, hey, you missed this, this, and that, because I don't have any of those kind of resources, right. you know. So it's right. just me. And um, and I, you know, um, I think that you know, because you're you're debuting uh, Tyga on there. Yeah. 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 And. You know, for what you're for what you're producing and what you're giving folks, um, I mean, at a five dollars a month, I mean, that's. I see. I felt like it was too high. No, if I'm being honest, no, I don't think so, dude. I I've seen I, other people's stuff that's like twenty twenty five. Like, yeah, and they're like doing one page, like they're doing like a panel a week. I've yeah. seen some of these other guys, yeah. uh, and I, I was like, that just doesn't seem right. 
Um, so like this week, I did a double page sequence. So I had this big double page. It was sick. Thing. Oh, did you see? Oh, nice. Yeah, you sent it to me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You you send that's them right. all. You you always send your shit to me. Brad gets the hookup. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm glad. I know at one point we were talking about doing it for the show. I'm glad and, we don't. Yeah, same here. Same here. I mean, maybe if like we had enough, if we were at a point where we were like, oh, we, let's do more episodes. Yeah, I would say then, yeah, because it would become like a, we, a job. Yeah, because we've even scaled back our episodes. I think a little bit. Um, in the last yeah, we're year. doing like. We're doing like one every ten days. It seems like yeah. I think that's it's about where I think it worked out to this last year. Yeah, and that's a lot just schedules, you know. It's but just uh, scheduling and then and then editing and getting it all out and ready to go. But um, but yeah, I think that you know, do that Patreon man. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it and you know what other projects come from. Well, that. I've already. Well, I'll tell you right now. I've already. I've got it already. So I've already made like a pretty much like a three year commitment. So for this year, I'm doing Taiga, yep. which um, it's a, kind of more of like an experimental project. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll pick up at the end and it has like a nice big clim- climax to it, I guess, climactic end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then basically 2025 and 26, I'm doing Cretaceous 2. I've decided. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. If you want to get in on Cretaceous 2, there's only one place that you can get it. That's right. Patreon. Narpig. Narpig Patreon. We'll put a link in the notes. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a on a link in the notes ongoing from now on for folks to uh for folks to check it out. Yeah. And then the other thing, I don't know if we can really talk about this. Maybe we can. We, so people we could may- be we could be we could be vague. Okay. So We've been giving a been given a unique opportunity mm-hmm. to pitch Operation Blue yeah. to a publisher. And I know we've been saying like, oh, we're gonna do it on Kickstarter, all this stuff. And we still might. Yeah. It's gotta get through. But we're doing the pitch process with this new company that um, hasn't really put anything out yet. I think they're dropping their first line of stuff. Everything, their first line of stuff is in production for this year. So I think it's like end of, it's like winter of 2024. I think it's when they're going to be dropping their first projects. I don't know. I don't really know too much about it. Um, But we're, so if they, if they pick it up, then we're going to do the book, probably like a three issue miniseries with them. Yep. Uh, Or, you know, if they want a fourth issue, I guess we've got, we could, I think we could squeeze a fourth issue in there. Definitely. Probably actually give it a little bit more breathing room. Yeah. Um, But then we've decided if the pitch fail, like if they go, no, we don't, this is too ridiculous. You guys kick rocks. Uh, Then we're just going to do basically two Kickstarters for book one and book two. Cause right now we have it broken down into two, two books. Yep. And, And so, you know, I think folks might be wondering like, why haven't we seen these pages you know where where have they been, and that's that's a big reason why you guys haven't haven't been seeing those is because you know we're in the we're in the process of of pitching this, which is I gotta say from from me really cool, really neat thing to uh, to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it really, if you think about how did I mean the whole concept started really is us. You did the film class, yeah. And then you got accepted into a like a graduate program, yeah. right, for film. But it was like full time, and it was like was it in Seattle or someplace it was in like Seattle. that? Seattle, yeah, Seattle Film yeah. Institute, yeah. So it just wasn't like 
doable as an adult with, oh, I don't know, mortgage, kids, you know, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. 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 So then we're like, well, why don't we do something like just just do an exercise of like writing a script like our own, like, oh, if we were doing a kind of comic. Yeah. And it's just kind of just mutated from there into it became bigger and bigger. Then Dr. Wife was like, let me see this. Oh my god, you guys are fucking morons. Let me edit this shit. Yeah. And um yeah, and then before you know it, we started, you know, we did a few pages here and there and uh now it's being pitched. Kind of crazy, right? It's kind of wild. It's awesome. I I want to more yeah, I want to more from your perspective cuz like I've done the pitch dance so many times. Like this is nothing like I'm used to like, oh yeah, pitch and oh yeah, you don't want me. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so many. Hell, I did it, what, three times last year? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm curious to see how how are you going to – how do you think you're going to handle that? If they say – obviously, if they say yes, you're going to be like, yeah, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. How, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's going to call me comic writer. Comic writer. That's right. right. You have to introduce oh, yeah. me as comic writer now because I'll be getting comic book paid to write a comic. So That's right. You know, uh, uh, I'll be a professional. If they say no, even though we already have a contingent plan, it, yeah, it, you know, I mean, set. you know, I don't, I don't think so. I think just the fact that uh, first time doing something like this to even be able to like have someone be like, oh yeah, this is interesting. Set, let's set up a pitch is yeah. pretty is just pretty cool. Like that in of itself, and you know, kind of from what you've talked about and from what other folks have kind of talked about, like. Uh, just because it, you, you know, they pass on it doesn't mean that it's bad or that they don't like it. It just, it could all be about timing and what they have coming out and everything like that. So there's a lot of things that kind of play into it from, from my understanding. And so like, it's not something that I think I would like take personally, like it would bum me out, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we have our plan in place to where if it doesn't happen, uh, we're going to kickstart it. Uh, it's going to get funded. The tiger cubs are going to show up in force, oh, yeah. you know, to, to read this book. Um, so yeah, I think either way, either way, I'm going to be happy. So, yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, uh it used to really bother me mm-hmm. in the past. Sure. Uh, when I do pitches, it like would, I take it so per not, I would say it would take it personal, but it would be like kind of one of those like, oh God, am I just spinning wheels? Uh, sure. And I'm not, I feel like when you're a writer and you're pitching, you know, like I know a lot of writers, they'll be pitching like four or five concepts at mm. a time. But as an artist and a writer, usually it's, I feel like I, I always, when all my pitches are always like, uh, I'm doing, I'm working on both sides of right, the coin. Right, right. So it's a lot more labor intensive than just writing the script. Then sure. it's like, okay, let's do concept for the characters. Let's work up, you know, eight pages or whatever uh, as samples for, you know, for the publishing house, see what they're going to say. And, um, and I think it's different for me too, like, than it might be for you too. Like, this is your full time job. You know, this is what you do for a living. Like, for me, like, this somebody isn't... says, no, that means I'm not employed. <laughs> Listen, it means you got to go beg. You got to go beg for, yeah. you know, for, for scrap, for, for Korean wings, you know, where pretty much like, you got to earn them. <laughs> you got to earn, earn those them. wings. Uh, no, but no, but in all seriousness though, like, you know, this is something that I do because I enjoy it and I love it. And it's not like, I don't, there's uh, like the stakes for me aren't necessarily high 
if that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, but some pe- a lot of people would take it just as like nah. just a personal. Listen, I, you know, I've I've watched people just crush, uh, you know, just completely just give up on everything. Listen, listen, that's the that's the beauty of like being a veteran is that there's nothing that anybody can say to me that that <laughs> you know. Some drill instructor hasn't already said it at some point to me, um, and, and that I haven't said to myself. So you know, there you go. It's fine. They can't. They can't hurt me. Their words can't. This hurt episode me. is brought to you by the United States Marine Corps. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. Bring me nightmares now from that. Um, Callous your mind. <laughs> but you no, know, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, you know. I'm I'm cool either way, you know. As long as they're not like this is fucking dog shit, you know. I'm probably <laughs> this be all is right. the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, it's like, it's like that. I remember at the end of Billy Madison <laughs> when they have the questions? <laughs> That's what it is. You know, I I would I would die I I would die from laughter if I got an email response. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? This is the most moronic response I've ever Don't ever. Write me anything ever again. Do not put this out in the world. Whatever you do, <laughs> you no know. Man and, 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 and and here's the other way to look at it: if they if they if they pass on our pitch, um, you know, that's just the deep state not wanting to get the message out from the intellectual dark web comic book podcasters. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You know when. We'll just we'll just go full conspiracy yeah. podcast because that's what you know when things don't work out or it's go in the direction people want them to go. That's like as ah, conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, that's all it is. You know. Yeah. There you go. There's our contingent plan. Like, <laughs> like conspiracy. No, but it's uh, it's a really great editor who yeah. we won't say yet, but it, depending on how things go, yeah. we, we can uh, we can talk about that later down the road. But it's. Uh, probably my favorite one of my favorite editors i've been to work with in the industry like he was gone for a couple years and now he's back so it's pretty pretty epic mm-hmm. um yeah so it's just kind of we'll wait and see yeah. i mean if you guys get picked up i mean to be honest it's probably going to be something that's going to come out like probably next year yeah but uh still it's still just with my well, schedule know, and if, it, if it does come out uh if it, if it ends up happening uh tiger cubs are going to be the first ones to know so that's right that's right uh, and i'll and we'll be sharing all that good stuff on over at my patreon so click the link everybody sign up yeah five listen five dollars a month that's a that's a steal price of a fancy cup of coffee yeah one i know how many one. some of y'all drink all right yeah some people do that every morning i Just see your skip. starbucks orders okay yeah uh, come on dude you know i went to starbucks the other day and just had like a normal like just black coffee. that's what i get that's my order yeah and it's still like 375 yeah. i just couldn't fucking believe it i was like god damn it, i should have just gone to the gas station yeah listen i've had some decent gas station coffee uh you know. the gas i will say the gas stations here in alaska uh especially the ones that are like kind of like set up like uh where they've got like you know snacks and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. they're really set up for uh warriors of the road yeah they, they got their little coffee setup that is they got everything everything you need kind multiple, of lockdown yeah yeah multiple types of and you know we're both coffee guys yep. so yep i like the fact that we can both be like yeah fucking gas station coffee Listen, that's where it's like, at i'm you know i'm not ashamed man i'll drink a good gas station coffee and be fine you know, 
we got to get like AMPM to like sponsor us or seven. Too much good stuff. Oh, 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 there it is. Checks in the mail, baby. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I wish I had like a ton of like comic book news, but yeah, it's been kind of quiet. Think about that. Blue Tiger Revenge. We're not brought to you by any comic industry, but AMPM coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh brewed. Well, have you seen the, you know, to to keep going about AMPM coffee here for a minute. Some of them, I don't know if everyone, but one of the ones uh, by me has the new where they grind the beans right there and then make your make your coffee. I mean, I can't be mad at that, you know? Uh, the one over here, the one here in Eagle River, yeah. they have the same thing. It yeah. was, it's very impressive. And the last time I went in, I had to go in because the, the weather has been fluctuating, the temperature. Mm-hmm. So I had my tires were low. They Not only did they give me free air to balance my tires, but they gave me a free large coffee too. <laughs> Oof. Dude, you can't buy that service. It's no. like unbelievable. Listen, uh, AMPM. Listen, I know there's a Tiger Cub out there that that reps AMPM. Uh, hit us up. Let me get that AMPM sponsorship. Let me get that Traeger sponsorship too, and then uh, yeah, let's just while we're at it, just Traeger. Come on, yeah, hit like, us up. Hit us up. Hit us up. We're, we are probably the number one barbecue comic book podcast. On I can't the think of another one. Market. I can't. And, no. and again, and again, if they if they say no. It's the deep state. Deep state. Deep state. Conspiracy. Yeah. They're, just, they're just trying to hold us back. Yeah. You know, it's just All trying it to, you know, like Michael Scott, they're trying to hold us back. And we're just always having to like just kick through walls, you yeah. know, we're just tearing down doors, yeah. you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um well there oh, you actually speaking of oh, I, know. I I have news. Oh shit. I have news. Okay. I want to talk about so as you know, uh uh I have been Introducing Max to some of the great oh, movies God. of our childhood. Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. So uh, over over winter break, uh, we didn't get to as many that I would have liked to have gotten to, but uh, that's just because you know shit happens. But uh, we did watch. I introduced him to Arnold Schwarzenegger over okay. the, over the winter break. So uh, we started off with Predator. Finally, because you know, the, you, there was one night you guys called me, yeah, and it was like, we can't do pred- Max's words, I'm not ready, yeah, he wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I mean, we watched the Meg instead, which I mean, still, you can't, you know, it's Statham, so yeah, it, I would say that's more, you know, kid friendly than, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Predator, even though on paper Predator would look at me, you'd go like, that's a ridiculous movie. But then you watch it and you're like, oh shit, this is intense. It, it, it is very intense. And it was, man, some of the side eye I got from uh, the Queen of Beards. Not happy, huh? No. Well, you forget that. Uh, so, you like, see skinned bodies hanging from trees. Well, not just that, but the dialogue. Like oh uh, uh Jesse Vent I'll Jesse just say Ventura. Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura over and over and over again. I guess I got I got some dirty looks from that. I'm and guessing the Queen of Beards was like, oh thank God when he gets gets shot by the Predator when spoiler alert, Jesse Ventura dies early yeah. in the movie. She was probably like, Oh thank God. Yeah. So shut that guy up. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean though the one liners the one liners are great though. Uh I think for a full day after he would Max would pretend to throw a knife at his mom and say stick around. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And then uh, uh, 
Ain't got you know time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. That's a good one. He's got to use that for, on the basketball oh, court. hundred <laughs> percent. He's got to. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, in this side side story. Yeah, yeah. So I actually got to meet Jesse Ventura once. Oh, awesome. it was that. Yeah, it was cool. I was in college. In college, he was doing a political. Uh, it's right after he got done being governor. Governor of Minnesota. of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, and he was doing like all these. Um, Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? A couple of guys from Predator would become governors in their states. Who would have thought? Right. Yeah. Um, but he was he was very involved, and he was dancing with both parties. They were both yeah. trying to get him to run for president, and I think he was at the time because he was so like politically over. Yeah. Uh, I think he was. Anyways, he just got done from doing some kind of like foreign ambassador, uh, like good, I, I don't know, like economic exchange program thing. Hopefully in South and, America where that movie took place. <laughs> no, he was in Asia. <laughs> oh, he was in Asia. Bummer. And so he came in, he was talking, speaking at the school and he was all decked out. Like he was there to talk politics, yeah. right? And uh, in econ- economics and stuff. And of course, like every frat dude and sorority girl was like can you say the line and he'd be like you know and he would just goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus just like me (laughs) (laughs) and he would say it with no pizzazz because you could tell he was just like god damn it i'm here to like have you guys are like kids that are here for learning and you're the whole business section Listen, and like poli sci you know what cares jesse ventura they just want to hear you say i ain't got time to bleed that's uh, yeah, that, that's he got asked that three times, three times. And the only time it actually got kind of crazy was we had some like religious extremists come in and we're trying to do the whole like one nation under God. This is Jesus's land. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. And uh, yeah, and I was I was just in there like, really, dude, you can try and rush the stage. It was like some 120 pound like. You know, vegan looking guy. Body Ventura, man. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, that guy used to be a Navy SEAL. Like, you're going to rush the stage? You're 100 pounds. That dude's like 350. He will crush you. (laughs) Crush you. (laughs) How'd he look? What are you doing? What's up? Did he look good? How'd he look? Uh, You know, he was pretty old by then. I mean, mean, he's probably like in his 50s at that point. I don't know how old he is now. I would imagine he's probably in his 70s, I think, now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was looking good. He was still like bit like tall. Um, yeah. you know, he was a little heavy, but like he was still. Uh, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. Yeah, like, he, he still had the bald head and the, the mustache, so he looked real fucking. Oh yeah, rich. I love it. Um, yeah, it was kind of, and I, I got a shout out from him too. It was awesome because nice. I asked a I asked a good question. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was about like. Uh, Something about like North Korea, because at that time North Korea was starting to like pop off, right? There was a lot of tension at the border and mm-hmm. stuff. And he did this. I asked like North Koreans' relations to China, you know, because technically they're at the time they were aligned. And he had this great like response how he like broke it all down, how like China's like, he was like China's not going to let them spoil the part, the economic party for them that they're experiencing right yeah. now. And it is kind of interesting how all that came to play, especially 20 years later. Now you look at it like you look at the relationship between the economic relationship. Okay, we, we're getting too. He was just like, thank God. Finally. Yeah. yeah he finally. Was like, yeah, he did. He goes, finally, somebody asked a good question. Thank you, sir. Like, <laughs> yeah. Highlight, but but, but really, what you would you want to ask him? I just want to actually. You want to you want to ask him to you know you want to ask him I a want question to about the man's respect. I want to ask getting the man's respect because then later, then I can be like, so how much how how big of a piece of shit was Hulk Hogan back in the day? Tell <laughs> me, yeah, play it on me, brother. 
Yeah. So, and then after that, uh, we watched uh, Commando. Oh, good. Yeah. That one's, even though violent, I would say Very. it's probably kind of go- like the violence probably has got to be a little goofy. It is. It's what's well, my, I think my favorite part of the entire movie was when they, he goes to rob the gun store and then he breaks into the back room and he's got like grenades and rocket launchers <laughs> and just like surface to air missiles. And I'm oh, like, what man. the fuck? Like who plays his daughter in that? Alyssa Milano. Wow. Yeah. She was like. 12 in that right yeah yeah that's so crazy yeah it's so great i'll always love the the that was a movie that has i think one of the best like character introductions oh yeah it's so ridiculous where he's like walking he's got this log on his shoulder and he's mm-hmm. like carrying the chainsaw on the other you know he just looks completely ridiculous and he's like yep retired special forces yep <laughs> like all it's right so good sure. it was so good yeah that movie's that movie's fantastic so i'm showing the ways of the schwarzenegger um, like every young boy, as they become a man, should should know. You That's know? good. You know? That's good. Did uh, but there's also another guy you introduced them to. Yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> yeah, yes, there was. and that had to have blown his little mind. It did. It was. Uh, we watched Rumble in the Bronx, man. Jackie Chan <sighs> to be that kid to get to see Jackie Chan for the first time. In his, prime, in his prime, too. We're talking early '90s, yep. like peak Jackie. Yeah, peak yep. Jackie. God, oh. and and you just forget like how absolutely ridiculous that movie is. Like oh. just just ending with the giant like what hover boat? That's yeah. They're just yeah. like the cops are like, yeah, man, you want to drive it downtown New York? Sure thing, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, go get that mob boss. Run him over while he's playing golf. On, Show him what's up. On the million-dollar golf course. Yeah, you got it. He's a bad guy. Take him out. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, that movie, like, again, one of those where the plot, total dog shit. Yeah. But but the uh, like the action sequences and like just Jackie's character as um I think his name's Han in it. Is I that th- his name? I think so. I can't um remember. and like mixed with the comedy. And I yeah. love how like they start the 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 first couple action sequences are very like small. It's like in the store, right? Him mm-hmm. like beating up thugs because they're stealing shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, that was badass. And then by the time you're at the end, yeah, he's like jumping off of bridges and yeah, driving he's up. water he's water skiing with his bare feet with his with his feet, and then I think his my favorite part of the movie, and I and I think he really enjoyed it too, which was awesome, was the end credits when they show like all of like the blooper stunts, and yeah. then you see that his foot, half his leg was in a cast when he was like filming some of this movie, including the yeah. water skiing part. And I was just like, oh my god, like dude is a monster. Yeah, people praise Tom Cruise, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's there's he like, doesn't hold the candle to Jackie Chan. Well, man. Like Jackie a, Chan did. They're different type of stunts too, like different, way vastly different types of stunts. I think. And yeah. Also, Tom Cruise is sixty. Yeah. So, like, I get it. He looks good, but they're not going to let their like their slush money pig die doing a stunt for a movie. Yeah. Where back when Jackie was doing it, they're like, yeah, yeah, jump the alley, man. Yeah, do it. it. We, do it, dude. We'll we'll stand at the bottom. We'll catch you if you fall. Well, and then, and I know. think yeah, the great thing about him too is that on a lot of his on a lot of those movies, not only is he doing his own stunts, most of the time he's the fight choreographer. For them yeah, as well, he's got like, his own team and stuff. He kind of does know? everything for them to make those movies what they are. Um, he was the first 
guy where I was watching movies and I realized that like, oh, he's working with the same people because they're his team. Yeah. Because you watch all of his movies and it's all the same actors and it's because yeah. it's all the, all the stunt guys, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, which is really interesting, really interesting. And I, I, you just don't really see that this day and age, I don't think. No. Um, well, you, you, you just don't you don't see that level of 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 stunts that they do anymore in these in these movies. I mean, half of them are you know, they just, CGI. Um, it's probably cheaper too. like it is insurance. It's, it's crazy how that shifted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or now it's and just also, cheaper to put you know everything I, on a green screen. Yeah. And you know what I learned from uh, when I was working in Portland mm. uh, with my time over at um, when uh, Escape from L.A. films was out there is that like I didn't realize that if you just want to shoot on look like you can't just like set up and shoot someplace and get like the owner's permission. If you're filming like on a street or a park or something like you have to get like permits if it's for, for, from the for, city. If it's for commercial purposes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So like. You got to spend, and like, that shit's not cheap. Yep. It's really you expensive get permits, to do all that shit. And then, you know, because a lot of these movies and shows, you know, they like shut down the block to, to yeah. do their filming. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. So, like, you go back and watch some of those older movies, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, they were spending a lot of money to do this. I'm sure they got, like, you know, a bit of a, you know, you some get, kind of, get, like, break. You get breaks because, you know, it brings... No, a lot of notoriety money and money into the city from all the people yeah. staying there to do the filming and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So that's where we're at that's right cool. now. So we watched, uh, you know, I think in the beginning I said, we watched both of the Meg movies, which the second one, as much as Oof. I love Statham, that one was rough. Uh, so, so rough, but oh, God. I still think the first one is good. I, I enjoy the first yeah. one. Yeah. But, you know, so we went two Arnold movies. We did uh, Rumble in the Bronx. And now the question that I ask you. Okay. What should we do next? I like this Jackie Chan trend. Should we keep it it on Jackie? Hit like maybe um, a police story or super cop? I think you go police story, then super cop. Mm -hmm. And then you could go into like Jackie Chan's first strike or something like that. Or like... um, Oh, what's the one that my sister likes? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I I don't know. There's so many Jackie Chan movies, but I think that would be a good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackie Chan First Strike is really good. And it's kind of like an unofficial sequel to um, Police Story. Okay. Well, like he's supposed to be on vacation, I think, in Australia or something. And shit gets wild. You know, he just like finds himself like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would do I, Super Cops a good one. Also, Super Cop would introduce him to Michelle. Yeah, you could see one of these like because that, that was like kind of the end of the whole like Gun Girls, the yeah. Hong Kong girls, um, and like she was obviously like the most famous from all the those type of films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's she, also a Bond I mean, girl she, in one of my favorite Bond movies. Man, Tomorrow Never Dies. Love that Bond movie. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I always forget that she's a Bond girl. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know. I, that's one thing I never got into the Bond movies, man. I like the Daniel Craig stuff, but yeah. I could never get into the other stuff. I, I don't love know them. Why. I love them. I, I know whenever whenever we have a uh, shout out to Ibrahim when he ever whenever he comes on, he and I always talk about Bond because he's yeah. You Bond both are like too. Bond. Yeah, yeah, you guys you Bond over Bond. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, I think I think Super Cop. We got to watch Super Cop at some point. At some point, I want to do. Ram- I want to get him into the Rambos. And then he's been, he really wants to watch Terminate, the both Terminator movies. Oh, yeah, dude. 
I think if you're going to do Arnold next, if he's seen Predator, he's ready for Terminator. If he can handle Predator, because Predator is by far, I think, out of all of them, it's the most. I'm more worried about like the, you know, I'm, I'm. It's, I just need to. I want to. I need to rewatch him just so I can have a little peace of mind, so I don't get. T1. I think people forget, man. T1. It looks like kind of dated when you watch it. Like it's, like it's cool, but it's more of like uh, it. It feels like you're watching like a '70s movie yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty. It's got that grain to it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty limited. On it's mostly just Schwarzenegger. Kind of just like you see him here and there. T two is just like a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I think the probably the craziest that movie gets is with uh, um, when the T two actually kills or the T one thousand kills like the step parents. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the most violent that yeah. I can think of. That's what. That's what. That's what Nikki was like. Uh, was a little on the fence about it. So I'll just wait till she goes out of town again, and then we'll. There you go. Because we'll, we'll, the only nudity it really in it is Arnold. Yeah. But it's like tasteful, right? Like it's just, you just see him, you're like, holy shit, that dude's like, man, he's fucking jacked. Yeah. He's so ripped. Yeah. And I and think like maybe you see his ass in one of the scenes. There, you know what? You know, not to go full circle on us, but. Okay, but I'm gonna go full circle here for a second uh, because we started the episode talking about uh, The Rock and how he wants to be taken more seriously as an actor and kind of knock his ego down a little. Needs to get his ego knocked down a little bit. Uh, that's exactly what Arnold did in Terminator, working with James Cameron. Uh, he tells yeah. he tells a story about how he was just you know kind of lazy and late to set one day, and James Cameron ripped him a new one in front of everybody. And Arnold's Good. reaction was like, he was right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But having to well, work, having to work with someone who like demands excellence out of you. Right. Yeah. That's and, not something know, that the rocks ever had before. I uh, probably not. I bet. I bet. The no, rock it's, his own, it's his all his own people, you know? Yeah. Where I would bet you, well, I've seen interviews with, um, Schwarzenegger. He was so afraid he was going to get typecast as just being like, mm-hmm. and cause he did that. His first movie was Hercules in New yep. York, Hercules in New York, which was fucking terrible. And he hated it. Yeah. Like he, it was a bad movie and like you watch it and it's a it's bad, a bad it's movie. A goofy, it's stupid. Yeah. It's just like a goofy slapstick flick. Yeah. And then I think he had a couple like TV appearances or something. And then Conan, right? It's either Conan or Terminator were his first movies. Um, and, uh, I think, I can't remember which one came first. Um, but, I thought it was uh, Conan. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have no idea. Let us I'd know, Tiger look. Cubs. Yeah, I. I. I I'm. I mean, we got. We're on computers. We could look it up, but I really don't care that much. They're around the same time. They're both like late seventies. Yeah. Late well, 80s. early eighty. I think uh, Terminator was eighty four. So. Um, you know okay. what? Fuck this. I'm looking. Conan right might have been first. I think Conan was first. You're probably right. But I know yep. he. It was first eighty two. Conan was. Yeah. But he had like so few lines. He like basically didn't even speak in the whole movie. You know, yeah. he just looked fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know they let all the. It was one of those movies where they let the. Uh, you didn't need a lot of speaking. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the few they let the other characters kind of carry the mm-hmm. the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I think he was pretty smart about the way he did his uh his movie career where the rock just you know what's funny is the rock's first couple films he did like some smaller roles and stuff but then he did uh what was it he did doom yeah 
and he did like a couple bad action movies, I think. And I would imagine they just paid so much. I can't remember what his first big movie was. Was it Walking Tall or something like that? The Rock. That was his. I think that was his first like solo, like his first headlining movie. Yeah, because his first kind of big one was Scor- was The Mummy Two with the Scorpion, oh, the Scorpion King. King. Um, yeah, and then he got his own solo movie after that. But I think that was after was Walking Tall. There's only one reason to watch the Scorpion King. Kelly Hugh. Only oh, yeah. reason. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Also, who did Kelly Hugh play? Lady Deathstroke, man. That's right. Yeah, oh, come she's on, my man. favorite. She's the best. Yeah, I know. She's the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's... Um, yeah, that's really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want to say, wasn't The Rock in like a Coen Brothers movie or something like that? It was. It was. uh, And that movie was wild because it made no sense. Okay. Okay. But I remember it was like surprising that he was in it. Oh, you're like, oh, is he going to, is he going to do like some cool, like some movies where he has to act? (laughs) (laughs) He's not in it very much from what I remember, but. No. Yeah. uh, It's kind of interesting. Uh, I'll be curious. I mean, maybe the I, I mean, I I hope The Rock does some, something interesting. I'd love to see him in like an art house film. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, if That'd he be really cool, I'd, I'd love to see him expand his roles. I'd love, to, you know, what I'd love to see? I'd love to see a role where, because you know, like every role he does, he like vigorously trains for it. I'd love to see. <laughs> I'd love to see a role where he has to like cut. Oh, like you know tone I mean? it down. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, or like get fat. I mean, all you'd have to do is miss a miss a week yeah, and a, stay and stay and cycle off the juice. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I bet he's taken. It's the only thing I worry about with the Rock, right? Like he's beloved, people love him. Yeah. But dude, that guy's that guy's cranking so many cc's of just fucking trend and whatever. Yeah, he's him, like him his, and Michael Hearn share the share a same trainer. Do they really? No, I'm just oh, assuming. I was gonna. Say, yeah, uh, but uh, his supplement so guy. Hard. Supplement. It's guy. so hard on your uh, like your your heart and your liver and all that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, that's why a lot of those pro wrestler dudes died or like died so early. It I, wasn't that I their bodies like, came out. I feel like those guys though. You get a guy like him who's got so much money. He's probably got some access to like some crazy like. He's probably on like some HGH type shit like Stallone. Yeah, I mean? and 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 has the. Mm, medical people to help him like yeah, yeah. he's not just going down to the local golds and like hey hey bro can you hook me up with a few cc's yeah. of uh <laughs> of some tests yeah 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 no you're probably absolutely right he probably has people monitoring that shit mm-hmm. so that like his blood doesn't like cal- cal- caligulate in in his veins yeah. and shit yeah because that's like a problem that those guys would have, right? It's like that's why they're they'd have heart attacks because their blood their blood would thicken up too much from I can't remember what it is like too much uh, I forget I forget just too much shit in their system. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be definitely interesting to see what if he ends up. I feel like he's just going to keep doing blockbusters, and this is just a way of like. Well, doesn't he? He's doing an A twenty four movie, and that's kind of where all this stuff is coming from. Is yeah, yeah, he's doing it on some UFC fighter. You know, where he's, uh, you know, in his mid 50s. Yeah, he's in his 50s playing a dude who's like, you know, in his 20s. So I'll be curious how they do that. Is it called Smashing Machine? Because that's what they called Mark Kerr back in the day. Let me look. 
Mark Kerr was the smash. I mean, Mark Kerr was a legit fucking monster, dude. He was, um, he was like one of the first, like big, I think I can't remember if he was Olympic, but I know he was like a really big, um, uh, like he was like a national champion. Like mm-hmm. he's like NCAA champion, dude. I, I want to say he wrestled in the Olympics. I think he was an Olympic level, right? but he was like the first Olympic wrestler, I think, or one of the first to cross over in the UFC. And he was just fucking just, just like mall dudes. Really? Just, yeah. Just take him down and just smash him. Yeah. He's here. just huge. When, you know, when Brock Lesnar came in, uh, Lesnar, he was one of the guys that Lesnar trained with, uh, I, I believe, or at least, yeah, so little while. it is. It's uh, A24. Benny Safdie is directing a movie huh. about MMA legend Mark Kerr. Yeah, but it, called it's the weird Smashing that they, Machine. Oh, well, I, did, I had it. I was right on the money. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of interesting that they would pick Mark Kerr because Mark Kerr is not like that. Like when you think of like famous you, MMA characters, he is not on that list. You think of like Don Fry or Tank Abbott or I've never Ken heard of the Shep- guy. And, but I'm not, that's not surprising for me. I, you know, I'm not a big fight guy. Yeah, and this was like early, early days. Like, yeah. I, mean, I want to say like, you know. Pre-Dana White. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like in, during, like when he, fir- when they, they first purchased the UFC, for, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're talking like, like maybe late 90s or something mm-hmm. like that or it's the 2000s so they're not yeah that's interesting so he is doing a 24 man they're doing some great films like that uh the iron claw i can't wait to see that i can't wait to see that that's i'm really looking forward to that yeah and i'm not like it's interesting right there's a lot of pro wrestling movies that come out and they usually suck but like i i it feels like it's going to be like that movie the wrestler mm Oh Same man, cut. that movie was good. Yeah. Well, in the Von Erichs, man, like if people don't know, like it's a, that's the wrestling yeah. family falls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, like suicide mm-hmm. and like drug drug addiction and stuff like that. Like that family has been through. Like, like I think the dad was also like somewhat ab- not abusive, but like mentally, he put so much pressure on the on the mm-hmm. boys to like succeed in pro wrestling. Um, like they were a real famous, like kind of like the Hart family. They're real famous, but like way darker, way yeah, more, yeah. like just a lot of lot of heart heartbreak uh, in the family. So it's going to make for a very interesting, but probably not the most fun movie. <laughs> Listen. He's an anti-hero. <laughs> and, well, I think uh, they were good he's not guys. A bad, he's not a good guy, but he's a bad guy. Oh. And he's going to basically be a hero, but he'll kill people. But he'll kill people. Well, I don't think anyone's... Well, the people are going to die in the, the Iron Claw movie. There was another movie I sent you that looked really weird uh, with... Uh, what's the gal from Twilight? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kristen Stewart. What is that movie? Shit, yeah, we're she's the IMDb some... podcast right now. Hit us up because I'm go- I'm looking this up to see which one it is. Because that yeah. movie looked awesome. Um, yeah, that looked really cool. God, I think that was an A24. That was an A24 yeah. movie as well. Yeah, but it had some really like existential like uh, like film things going on in it. Like it was really cool. Like there was some like dream states that were really strange. Mm-hmm. And then it like, was. Uh, I think this was like, it. Uh, Love lies bleeding. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and like Ed Harris is in it, and uh, Kristen Stewart. And then I didn't recognize there was this other actress that she's yeah, like Katie, super Jack, Katie O'Brien. Yeah, she's been in. Kate, uh, 
She was in uh, The Mandalorian. She was on. Uh, she was on, I think, a couple of seasons of Arrow back in the day. Uh, Dude, she's so jacked. Yeah. She looks amazing. Uh, also, that's what I want. She's the lead for Operation Blue, the movie. Boom. I said, th- threw it out there. I'm in. Down. I'm in. Yeah. She cast her now. Cast her now. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, that whole movie just looked really. I'm not a big Kristen Stewart fan. Like the, I, Neither am I, but this one looks interesting. Yeah, it seems like she's, like I liked her in um was it Bottle Rockets? Did you ever see that? I haven't seen like she that. played she played Joan Jett uh when they she was at uh Joan Jett's first band when they were like teenagers. Oh god, what was it called? It wasn't called Bottle Rocket. Charlie's Angel. Cherry Bomb, I think. Mm, it was called, I, I haven't seen that. Um but it was really it was pretty it was like a movie about, you know, an eighties band. Um mm. uh, made it big. Uh, for they had the kind of one hit wonders and then they broke up and then, jo- you know, Joan Jett became Joan Jett essentially. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a good flick, but I'm blanking on all that. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, all right. I think it's time we'll get into what, what have you been reading, man? All right. Let's, let's do it. So as you saw behind me, I have a giant stack of comics that I haven't yet read yet, but Terrible. Shit, dude, we haven't even, we haven't even talked about, my big what? news. What's I'm, your big news? I'm back. You're back? Collecting. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. We made a big hoodoo about, you You know, you're like, that's it. I'm done with comics. No, selling I, off my collection. You did sell I did sell it. Collection. Yeah, I did sell 95% of my, like, key key comics. Now you're starting from scratch, but it's a different, different. It's a different vibe this time. It's a different vibe, and it's all because it's all because of that documentary, isn't it? It was it it definitely that I haven't seen the seven minute <laughs> clip. Uh, you saw the trailer, yeah. I'm I'm still very excited to watch that to watch that documentary, and uh, definitely. But yeah, it it really planted a seed of like, what am I doing this for? Um, you know, and I think for me, I got caught up in. I'm going to buy this book and it's going to be worth a ton of money one day. Oh God. It's like the nineties all over again. Really? Yeah. And so I decided I don't want to do that anymore. So now I'm kind of doing, um, following the, the, the journey of Jim Lee, one of my favorite, probably my favorite comic artists. So I want to get and and these are, I'm getting ones that I can read. I want to actually read them. Right. And uh, so I want to get start with his earliest work, earliest published work of interiors. Right. Because I know he does a million covers. I'm not trying to collect covers. Uh, I'm I'm trying to collect books that he actually drew um, and get all of his interior work and read it from the beginning and kind of see the progression. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I I mean, the stories have got are going to be all over the place. You're going to have stories that are good stories that are lukewarm yeah. stories that might even be bad but yep. it'll still be neat seeing how it, you know what's interesting about that is he, you're going to have so many different inkers mm-hmm. that some it might not even look like Jim Lee on some of the stuff until you know, yeah I think until he finally like because at, at one point like he starts with Scott Williams and then Scott Williams that's his, the only guy who inks for him um, right. And that started, I think, late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I've picked up 
uh, I picked up his alpha his his first the first issue he did with Alpha Flight. So I got to get that run. Um, I picked up a couple issues of Punisher War Journal. He did like the first what eleven issues of that Punisher War Journal. Um, oh, that's crazy! I forgot about War Journal. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously I'm picking up his X Men stuff too. So I think he did a couple random issues of Wolverine too. I'm pretty sure he might have. And if he if he did, I'll get him. Because I remember I had an issue, some random issue of Wolverine, and it was like it was one of those like we're hinting at the origin of Wolverine, but mm. then it got like ignored years later, you know, like later yeah. when they started to actually do it. But it was like, he it's Wolverine's like a little boy and he's living with a pack of Wolverines. I in love the, that. Yeah. And it's like, well, one Wolverines don't live in packs or pretty much solitary animals for the most part, except for little family units. But you know, it was one of those weird things where it's like, so it's like kid Wolverine running around and it's like, yeah, this is how he learned to be such an animal. Like as a kid, he was, <laughs> and then it just got like ignored. It was, it was one of those weird issues. It was fun. It was like, I need to find fun. it. I need to find that yeah. issue. Yeah. And on the cover, it's just like him, like in the woods, you know, like naked with Wolverines. <laughs> I think, I believe. Well, now I've, yeah. now I've got to find it. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's strange. It's like, uh, I don't know who wrote it. I can't remember, but it was one of those. I remember picking it up going like, dude, this is one of the weirdest fucking books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm on that right now. That's kind of, that's okay. kind of my, um, my mission. And so I'm, I'm in the Marvel phase right now. I haven't, I haven't dove over to DC. I want to get all of, cause he does, you know, I want to try and get the Marvel stuff, then get the image stuff, then get the DC stuff. Did he work on anything before Marvel, or was he, was he, did he only work for – he didn't work for, like, I don't know, like Comico or something not, early in his career? Not that I know of. And and listen, uh, Tiger Cubs, if you know of stuff that he did before, like, Alpha Flight, that was his first, like, Marvel book, let me know. Hit me up. Hit, hit us I up, wonder- BlueTigerRevengeAtSubstack.com. Let me know. I need to have yeah. it. I wonder if he, because I know a lot of those guys worked on like some of the like you remember they used to package the mini comics with like toys like Hasbro toys yeah, and like, yeah, like yeah. He Man like the He Man toys like I think like Adam Hughes and a bunch of those guys worked on those comics back in the day. Okay, those mini comics. So I wonder if he worked on any of that. Yeah, kind of I stuff. mean, I went I went off of purely a uh, uh, what you might call it, um, uh, fuck. Wikipedia. I went off Wikipedia to kind of find okay. find that, but you know, Wikipedia is not always the. Be As you all said, end it all. was like this guy just showed up at Marvel, started drawing, and 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 that's what I you know when I when we went to his panel at uh, at Rose City Comic Con two years ago, that's yeah. kind of what I remember him saying too. And if he said something else, I missed it. Because um, it's like so rare. I mean, there's guys that do it. Yeah. Like I've known guys. Like I've known. I mean, but it's just so do it, It's going to be fucking Jim Lee. I mean, the dude is. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, you've seen like you you're reading his Alpha Flight stuff out of the gate. You're like, oh, you can see the makings of like what was going to be Jim Lee. Like it was the foundation was there. Yeah. Like yeah. Like you're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's not it's not bad yeah. compared to the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. my that's my new my new thing is I want to. So are you going to focus on creators then, and that's what you're going to like go into it like okay I'm going to get the Jim Lee I'm going to get the Kevin Nolan collection I'm going to get the you know whoever. I think so. 
I think so. I, I think right now I'm just going to do Jim Lee and then kind of go from there. If I was going to okay. do anybody, I don't know who I would do after that. Cause you know, at some point, like in the, the good thing, the good thing about this one is that outside of one book, and I think that's uncanny X-Men, what two sixty six, the first appearance of Gambit. Yeah. That one's going to be expensive, but outside uh, yeah. of that, the rest of them, you know, aren't, it's not going to cost me like, I yeah, they're dollar bin books, man. You know, some of them are like 10, 20 bucks, you know, something like okay. that, but nothing that's like totally unreasonable. You know what I mean? It's not like, um, yeah. I'm trying to get the Neil Adams collection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, I mean, you're buying books then for just straight up, like your collection now is just for like the journey or the story of the, the book itself. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, so I are think, you going to get some mini series or any mini series you're thinking about? Cause you know me, like I'm a big mini series guy this, these days. Some of them are great. Some, I think terrible, I, I, I think I will eventually, um, you know, right now I, I, I don't want to, I want to keep the momentum going just on this. Yeah. Um, cause I think eventually like I want to re I want to read them. Right. But right. It would be cool to get, you know, um, next time he does a does like a like a signing or something to send him off to get signed by him, and then I can, and then I can have oh, yeah. those. You know, um, but I definitely want to read them all at least once and go through them, with the exception of like when I eventually get because I'm eventually going to get the the first appearance of Gambit because that's part of his story, right? That's part of the that's part of the Jim Lee journey. I'm going to get it eventually. It's going to be a while though. I probably won't read that one. Um, yeah. but the rest of them are, are, you, you can read them. I'm, I'm curious now. I wonder if he worked for any like Malibu or I know. any of those companies that are no longer exist. Oh, I mean, I guess you're going to have to try then track down like all of like what, what Wildstorm and all that kind of stuff. Those are, those are, aren't hard to find. No, I mean, they printed way too many copies of them, but yeah. that'll be interesting. Just dipping your toes into that. Cause I think like I've read, I've read like, um, Wildcats. I yeah, read the original run. Most of the, didn't that he was, do the original run? That was him. That was all him. Yeah. 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 So. I always wanted to track down the Wildcats um, X Men crossover. They did like three issues, four issues of it. I think. I mean, I could just you know you could eBay, but I always try and look for it in like shops and stuff. Yeah. It'd always be fun to get a hold of. Um, just because it's they have such a odd collection of like badass artists on it yeah i mean i don't expect it to be any good if i'm being honest mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd like to read but mm-hmm. it's still be just check out You're yeah looking at marvel yeah so he his earliest work is 87 with alpha flight so huh well yeah he would have been and, pretty young then you figure he would have been yeah, early he's 20s probably almost 60 now so yeah you're talking what he, he would have been really young then. yeah he was early 20s yeah, or like almost teenager. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. God. God, I wish I had had that many years of experience. I feel like I've only been doing comics for a little while, if I'm being honest. Sure. Because like, a lot I really, of like, cover I, work, though. A lot of cover. work. I'm not even going to try to do cover work. Oh so. yeah, that would be impossible. Like, yeah, why would? Yeah, no way. That'd be like trying to track down all of Terry Dotson's covers. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Which so would be many. cool, but uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, buying a lot of books. Yeah, so, yeah. I love I love how these guys have these 
careers that start when they're like 19. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so cool. Cause like mm-hmm. it took me, dude, I had to do six, like almost six years of just grinding away as a ghost and storyboard artist before mm-hmm. anybody even gave me a shot on something. Like I was looking at something and they were like, yeah, I've just, I've been in the industry for X amount, like so like 20 years. And I was like, this guy's like the same age as me. It's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to completing that journey. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That'll be fun. Then it'll, you know, and if, you know, the, the thing is with the Jim Lee stuff too, like if you don't like it, you know, or you're done, you're like, I'm never going to read this again. You could just give it away or get rid of it. We really won't be out that much money. Yeah. You know, or you could sell it. As I, like, and here's and the I'll be Jim honest. I think I'm, I think I'm more interested in the, um, in the Marvel stuff than I am the DC at this point, because okay. I, I have like, in graphic novel form, I've read m- a lot of his like Batman stuff. I've read a lot of his Superman stuff. I've got like okay. the absolute edition of Hush and Superman oh, okay. for Tomorrow, and you know he did a Justice League run uh, for the New Fifty Two. So I've got like a ton of his DC stuff already, and says so yeah. the Marvel stuff that I don't, I'm not as familiar with. If that makes sense, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And, you know, and then you can read all that and then, you know, you can go see the new Aquaman movie. Nah, I'm good. Whoa. Really? Max Max and Nikki saw it. I was like, eh. Oh, is it already out? Yeah, it's out. Ooh. It it did not. It didn't do well. Yeah. I I mean, it looked terrible. Just like we saw the trailer on TV the other day and uh, Dr. Wife was like, really that's what she went really they made another one why the first one was terrible yeah (laughs) yeah yeah uh well that's too bad poor momoa i hope he gets on something cool i'm sure he'll be fine Uh, yeah i think he he was fine regardless yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool though uh i like that you're i think it's good that you're getting away from the the collector's thing it just seems like it's a it's one of those. It's a road to nowhere. You know I, you know, I mean? and I, I, I enjoyed it, but also like at the time, I was just buying books that like didn't. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, and you see guys that do it, and then I feel like you get stuck with like all these books, and it's like you never read them. You don't. You didn't even like. You know, so many people, so many of them aren't even cracked for like just basic enjoyment. That's mm-hmm. like completely defeats the entire purpose. Like I get it, collecting stuff if that's your game. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I guess sure. if you're really organized and you want to like have a shop online that's something that you should pursue but uh yeah but like just to buy them just to have them that's i don't know it's kind of a weird thing right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. that's that was that's breaking news i guess that's cool yeah that's really cool congratulations yeah. man thank you god you know i feel like every year there's like a big breaking news with bry bry you breaks know, the news i keep it fresh this, man <laughs> yeah I like to keep yeah. it fresh. Are you uh, are you completely out of the collecting game then? No, no more figures, no more statues, or are you going to be very real? I think it depends. I think I'm just going to be a lot. I'll probably be a lot more selective. Um, yeah, like I might pick up a figure depending on what it is. Like I've seen some cool ones, but also like um, I don't know. Do I want to? I'm, I'm I'm trying to like just not drop all that money on them all the time you know uh, yeah i mean it's like ever since you bought that what was it that batman hot toy 
Yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll fart around and online and, and check out to see like what Mondo and stuff is putting out for some of their figures. And they're really cool, but man, like the price point on a lot of them, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. so much. I don't know. I, like it would have to be something very specific in order yeah. for me to like pick up a, um, uh, a thing. Like, I don't think I would just like, you know, if they come up, come out with another like sick Keaton Batman figure, like, I don't think I would buy that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it'd have to be something different. Um, because they got a bunch of those Batman Returns Hot Toy figures oh, they're sick, out dude. now. But I just like you know I have the they even are making new Hot Toys of the one that I have. But I'm like I got the original. I love it. It's yeah perfect. Um, there's there's one figure that I want to buy that my comic shop has, um, and What's it's that? a it's a Hot Toy. It's um it's a Johnny Silverhand, which is uh, Keanu Reeves' character in the Cyberpunk game. They have, oh, yeah, they have okay. a hot toy of him that's really cool that I want to get. That's kind of I would get I might pick that up at some point in the future. But okay. uh, anything else, I don't I don't know. I'm really into yeah, cyberpunk and, right now, so Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's the thing with the video game stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The interest can fade very quick. You finish the game and then you're kind of done with it. Dude, I've been like, I've been playing this game, replaying this game since it came out like three and a half years ago. Like it's that good. Oh wow! So that's a long that's a long time, man. Do you I'm, do the online stuff then? So it's it's not a multiplayer game. It's a single player story. Oh, dri- it, dude, it's like I'm. You want to talk about wow. like some great storytelling and some like incredible, incredible characters and like moral yeah. dilemmas that they put into this shit, like into this game. Like it's that's interesting. Wild. Like it's got so much replayability for me. Like I'm. I, I've and they just came out with a DLC earlier this year that was just amazing. It, okay, Idris Elba. What, you got to break down the DLC. What the hell is that? So it's I don't know what that it, means. It's essentially like a new, um, it's a like new portion expansion? of the game, an expansion. Yeah, an expansion of okay. the game, like a new set of 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 missions that you do. That's led by Idris oh. Elba. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. All these like big name actors are like getting into the gaming. Like they're playing you, characters in games. You can like. Some makes sense in, in like you look at like the god of war games that have that have come out recently the last two like just the stories that they tell that you're that you're able to tell in yeah. these long formats you know because you play these games you're putting you know 30 40 50 hell 100 hours into into these games you know it's crazy um you get a lot out of it um yeah i mean some of them some of them are you know not as good as others obviously but yeah sure. i mean this game for me has really just been it's it's kind of like an escape like you're like all right let me just log in here for a little bit do a few things and yeah so yeah. i'm replaying the game again for a nice fucking fourth time third time something like that yeah <laughs> so yeah all right well Let's get into what we've been reading. I want to know what you're reading right now. Man. Okay. So um, I just read, and let me, let me pull it up here. Um, where is it? Uh, Batman, the adventure continues um, season okay. one. And so this is uh, like a, a continuation of Batman, the animated series in comic form. Okay. Uh, and it's written by, um, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. So Paul Dini is the dude who, along with Bruce Tim, did all of those 
um, Batman, Superman, Justice League cartoons. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So this came out in 2020. Um, and I just, um, it was on Comixology and I was scrolling one night trying to find something to read and this popped up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to give this a read. And it's really interesting because it like, it stays in that, in that cartoon universe, but it, um, but then it like brings in other characters that we didn't get to see. So like they do a Deathstroke story in there who was never in he was never in like the bruce tim paul dini shows but they bring him in as kind of a guy who's trying to lure batman's proteges away from him to weaken him and it's drawn by it's drawn by ty templeton um who does a really good job with the uh and it keeps that animated style too he keeps the style of the animated series so that's pretty neat i really i really like that yeah, I like that a lot. That's cool. Um, yeah, so they tell that story, and then they tell they do like a Red Hood story, which I don't really care for Red Hood, but it was interesting. It was interesting it's, to see it in the animated series, like form okay. how they how they build that into there. So like it's a little bit different because this book is, you know, based off the cartoons. So it's not it's not the same where it's like. Uh, um, he's just murdering a bunch of dudes and like yeah. chopping a guy's head off and leaving it in bags for the drug dealers. You know, like that's not a thing. Um, wasn't it? It wasn't it. Um, one of the old Robins or something. Yeah, Is that who the, yeah, it's the second Robin. Yeah, okay. Turned out to be the second Robin, Jason Todd, who the DC famously had the one nine hundred number to vote on whether you kill him or not, whether he lives or dies. Jesus, Christ. crazy times, right? <laughs> wild times i don't think you could do that in this day and age no they just put like a twitter poll and then just ignore it wouldn't do whatever they wanted Um, (laughs) probably uh and then uh there was another really uh you know for someone who's a grinch they did a pretty great christmas story in there with um i don't know if you remember the character scarface he's the puppet in the ventriloquist they did they did a really neat story of like the of the ventriloquist breaking free from Scarface and he's like living a normal life. And then Harley Quinn invites him to a Christmas party. Um, yeah. And then the Joker crashes the party and like brings Scarface. And it's a really, it's a really neat, really neat issue. But yeah, I've, I've I've enjoyed reading that man. Uh, it's not like, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty mindless, mindless stuff that I, that that I like to read at night to help me kind of wind down and, you know, go to sleep. Um, and um, and yeah, just that continuation of the animated series is just something that I I always enjoy because I think that that's one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest cartoons of of all time. I think one of the best shows of the '90s period. Um, oh, hands down. You know, it's, it, it's it got to cha- be up there with like Seinfeld. And I stuff. think it cha- well, it changed animation. You know, yeah. at least at least like mainstream U.S. animation because I think you know like Japan with like Akira they were doing it. But um, but as far as like bringing having that dark cartoon it, in the in the, it was on it later too. Like it was almost like um, mm-hmm. treated like how they used to treat like Johnny Quest back mm-hmm. in the day, where it was mm-hmm. like a uh, I can't prime time TV man. Yeah, like, it was prime time television. Yeah, yeah. I remember it came on at like six o'clock at night or something yeah. like that. So yeah. just being able to relive that is I um, I always enjoy. So that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. What about you? I read a couple things. Uh, I read the last volume of Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Um, by uh, what's it called? It's called Sons of Liberty. 
I just, I remember I went, I think it was last year, I went on like a big Metal Gear Solid binge. Yeah, I remember I that. A, I got all the books and I had one left. And so uh, I read it. It was pretty good. I, it, I actually enjoyed it more than the others. Um, the story, just the storytelling was a little bit better. It, I, I can't remember the games, but I think it's following the game story. So I think that kind of helps. Like it's got um, like a like a blueprint that it's following, mm-hmm. and uh, so I like that. And then um, uh, a friend of mine uh, picked up something for me at Lightbox. And do you know who Chris Sanders is? I don't. Chris Sanders is the creator of Lilo and Stitch. Oh, and okay. He he put out, and I kind of got it for both myself and Doctor Wife, just mm-hmm. because she's that's. Oh yeah, she she doesn't like any of this nerd shit. But she the one thing she does like is like Lilo and Stitch. Well, it's not the love, man. Yeah, and you know, like uh, she's from originally from Hawaii, so like I think it's like you kind of have a character that you can like you like can somewhat relate to a little bit. You know, like we all have those characters. We all like to see ourselves. That's why diversity in media is good. Absolutely. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. This is a conspiracy by the liberal woke media here. Okay. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. So anyways, Chris Sanders is the guy who created it. And years ago, I'd read something that he'd put out like a book of it. Like it, he made like an actual book for it. Like it was like a children's book or something, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And then he yeah. was at Lightbox this year and he had basically it was that book, but he repackaged it and it was, it's called Lilo and Stitch, the pitch. Oh, it's cool. the pitch book that he used for pitching Lilo and Stitch to Disney. And so it's got all the original like watercolor cartoon drawings. And then it's got like the story breakdown and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then it's got some additional material that talked about the process. It's fuck. It's just great. It's just one of those things. Like I've been wanting to get it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And finally I was able to get my hands on it. And, and so that was, that was really cool. And then, um, I am reading right now. I am reading, uh, you know, I'm a big Sergio Topi fan, right? I did know that, yes. Yeah, so uh, I picked this up actually uh, when I was in the Northwest uh, over the summer, and I just hadn't gotten a chance to read it. But I read Volume 9, The Old World, and it's just a collection, again, of like short stories. And uh, yeah, man, it's just one of those where like – you know, they always said there was like the – when we were like in college, you had like the four main masters, right? You had like – you had Mobius, you had Kubert, you had Topi, and you had Wrightson, still all like around. I think Joe was the only one. Joe and Topi were the only ones that were really like doing stuff still. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know what it is with Topi's work. I think it's like it's he's the type of comic artist where I think you could give his stuff to anyone who has no interest in comics, mm-hmm. and they'll be immediately enveloped and interested in I it. I can see that. It's just so different and it feels I, – I guess on the surface it feels like really interesting illustration. But then when you read it, you just realize like, oh man, like the flow that he creates. Like nobody's doing comics like he does uh, in my opinion today. I mean maybe there's a few people out there that I'm just like 
sure. I haven't stumbled onto their work or maybe they just haven't had the opportunity, but it's like everything you read, like you keep reading these little collections, these, co- I keep picking up these collections and they always fucking deliver. It's one of those where you read them and like, oh, I want to make comics like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I just, I don't know. I probably will never be able to, Yeah. but it, it's, it's, it's nice to continually have this like bar set where it's like, okay, I have to like, I, I want to at least like, just dip the nib into whatever type sure. of energy that guy was pulling from. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not the most exciting stuff. It's not like there's no action. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, in terms of just like long form story, like I think you would dig it. I don't know if you've read any of Topi's stuff. I haven't, but I'm interested for sure. Yeah. I think, I think you would dig it, especially for like wind down stuff. Like I, like I, I just bought the volume 10 today. Cause it just came out. Like, I don't even like I was going to get on Amazon, but it, I don't even think it's listed on Amazon yet, but it just dropped in the shelves, uh, I think last week. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's like sci-fi futurism story. Like, dude, when I get them, I just right away hand them to my father-in-law and he like reads them like, Oh, he's like, Oh, you got more Topi. Oh, great. You know, love that. Uh, Yeah. Which is, you know, I I don't, there's not a lot of artists you could, I think I could do that with, with someone who's not like a comic fan and be excited to actually read it. But it's just, his stories are, they're just, they're good. They're just, they're, they're different. They're, I want to say they bridge that they're like slice, slice, slice of life, but yet there's always some kind of like strange, high strangeness to them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't, like you were saying about, uh, Jim Lee, uh, I'm doing that with the Topi series. I mean, I always have to wait, you know, six months between sure. books. But yeah, I've got every volume now that they've put out of his stuff. And uh, yeah, man, I'm it's magnetic. Magnetic Press is the ones that are putting out the okay. volumes. And it, you know what's sad is before that you couldn't get any of his stuff translated in English. So like, I have a couple of his books from Italy in Italian. I can't read a fucking lick of it, but I just had them <laughs> look at. It. And now, like, I have all the books, like, I can actually, like, read the stories that, uh, you know, actually read them and see, like, and they're so much better now that yeah. I can actually read the language. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much the big thing that I'm reading right now. Um, and that is it. Just the two. My uh, – I, I am really excited. Yesterday showed up in the mail. My uh, My sister-in-law sent me a graphic novel. And I was really surprised because no one, no one in the family except maybe my sister sends me graphic novels. Okay. But she sent me uh, Junji Ito's uh, giant. Holy uh, cow! No use escaping Tomy. Uh, Dude, that looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's like especially for a manga, it's it's hardbound. I mean, the thing looks like it's like two thousand pages. Uh, oh no, it's about a thousand. Okay. I was exaggerating about it, but I mean, look at that thing. It's like a Bible. It's huge. I like that. So, you don't, you don't see mangas like that very often. No, that makes like, it even, even the more inside drawings. Oh, like there's it's, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's horror. It's going to be weird and freaky, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's going to be some cool stuff. Is it black and white too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, I'll show you, here's a. Just trying to find a cool page real quick, which is riveting for the uh, the listeners here. But yeah, so it's just oh yeah, like that. that's epic. I've read a few of his stuff. Like uh, for a while there on like the uh, you know Prime has their reader. Hmm. Um. I he did like he was doing all the Lovecraftian stories. He was doing retellings of those in yeah. manga form. And so I d- I downloaded all the 
you know, the through the prime through whatever Amazon Prime free books thing. I read all of his um, Lovecraftian stuff uh, and really, really liked it. And then I bought one of his books. I only actually own one of his books. And it was like uh, he did some book a couple years ago about his cat. They were like short horror stories, but it was all from the perspective of like his cat. Like his cat is an evil creature that lives in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was a comedy. Like, you know, it's like it's supposed to – oh, it's scary, but it's, it, was, it was really good. It was very funny. So I don't know. It's, dude, you look at what these guys are doing over in Japan and they just make you feel lazy. Like they're so <laughs> prolific. So pro- like, oh, yeah, here's my thousand-page graphic novel. That's what I did. Uh, you know, I got another one coming out in six months. You're like, how? Yeah. How? Yeah wild how do you how do you find the time yeah it's just i don't know it's crazy yeah it makes me feel lazy i need to do more yeah yeah you just stop i gotta stop sleeping <laughs> do you, you're not allowed no not, not allowed, allowed. stay stay awake for the rest of the year yeah just cranking these books out yeah but uh yeah that's pretty much it man uh, right. not a not a ton of stuff um not a ton i did i did uh pick up did I, get, I, I did. I am picking up the Hulk book still. Okay, nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. Oh, and you know what I also read? I read the latest issue of Cap Wolf. Oh, I'm. Not, I was a. I was a little lukewarm on it at first. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, ah, okay, it's really. It's actually really fun. It's really fun. It's a fun. I wanna, uh, I'm going to pick it up when it comes out as a collected. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. I think artist um, edition. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get an artist. I don't edition. think so either. But yeah, the Cap Wolf and Helen Commandos. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, like it's it's an enjoyable read. Uh, I'm 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 enjoying it. I, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I did well, order a new artist edition book though. It doesn't come out till till the summer. There it is. There's the bride we all know. Uh, yeah, I did. It was uh, <laughs> Batman Year One. David Mazzuchelli. Is that how I say his last name? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Didn't we talk about him the other yeah. the last episode? Because we were like, "What has he been up to?" And I want to say we did like a. He's that, had a bunch that of books. That was just come you out. and I. That was just you and I hanging out. I think. That's right. Yeah, because we were like, "Dude, this guy was like." Even when I was in like art school, people were like, "Dude, this guy was the shit." Is the yeah. shit like? But he just did that a little bit of DC stuff, and then was like, he did like Daredevil. Gone. He did Daredevil too, but yeah. He yeah, worked. but he just he mm-hmm. did a couple books, and that mm-hmm. he's. But then it turns out he's like doing like he's doing like these really interesting yeah, graphic novels. I need to pick that, those up. Yeah, I, I forget what the one was. I'm gonna uh, so when that issue comes out, I'm gonna do a deep dive. Or when that artist edition comes out, I'm gonna get a bunch of his other stuff too. We should see if we can get him on the show. Let's fucking do it. Because I I think he teaches, right? I think so. I thought I saw him teaching at what? Uh, not SCAD, but. Uh, He's, I think he's at uh, School of Visual Arts yeah, in New York. SVA, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that's probably pretty, like, he's probably pretty busy. Yeah. Like, with just maintaining that kind of mm-hmm. curriculum, because that's a pretty but, intense program. And, and there's a, there, I mean, talk about a, a dude who's dud, who did, like, some of the best, like, mainstream with Daredevil and Batman, and now he's doing his own, like. Shit. Yeah, I want to say the last book he had come out, didn't it come out through, like, like Macmillan or first second or yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, I remember, yeah, we, we were up, we were like, what has this guy been up to? And then yeah. we're like, Oh, he's got a whole bunch of graphic novels. Yeah. They're just yeah. not superhero books. Yeah. So obviously cause they're not superheroes. You don't hear about them. Yeah. Unfortunately. I know.
but yeah, so I'm I'm picking up the I'm gonna I pre-ordered the artist edition of that through uh, my comic shop. So, oh, that's great. That's cool. Yeah, awesome. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we bring this pig home? All right, Tiger Cubs. Well, welcome to 2024. Um, we did it. We, we made did it. it. We made it. Um, you know, this is a little bit after when you guys are going to be listening to this, but either way. Uh, Hope you all had a great holiday season and uh, are uh, on your new year, new me stuff, and you know whatever that whatever that means for you. Hope you're successful in your all of your hopes and dreams and goals for 2024. Um, you know, I hope that one of those goals is to go ahead and subscribe to the Substack of Blue Tiger Revenge because it's a free subscription. You just go to bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Uh, for all your needs of Blue Tiger Revenge. And, uh, you know, if you have friends who have New Year's resolutions of like, oh, you know, I want to get into some awesome podcast that is the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting, you know exactly where to send them. You send them our way. And, Listen, you know, they need something to listen to after they stop going to the gym in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need something to listen to while they're at the gym getting their grind on. I'm gonna keep it positive. I'm keeping it positive, okay. at least for today. Okay, but hey, when they when they're they start running out of steam, we'll yeah. be there for we'll, them. We'll be there for you with the gym, without the gym. That's right. Um, unless you're the deep state, you know, then you can then you can fuck right off. If you're in the deep state, you fuck right <laughs> off. Um, but check that check us out there. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Blue Tiger Revenge. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, give Tad about a cup of coffee a month for five dollars head us come on click come, <laughs> come, come on. on come on please please <laughs> let me feel somewhat successful over here just uh, for a day <laughs> you know uh hit the link hit the link and uh you know go to his patreon hit that subscribe button it's five bucks a month you guys like we can we can do that for him and uh you get to see some awesome stuff with taiga um and then you know and next year you're going to be able to see volume two cretaceous which is gonna be pretty great so check i feel check. like i need to advertise that like now like they sign up in a year cretaceous south of hell is coming yeah there you go um so yeah guys uh enjoy uh thanks for listening that is all i have tad do you have anything else actually i do <laughs> when when you're done subscribing or giving me that cup of coffee uh over there on my Patreon, Narpig, link in the notes. Uh, I want you to head to your local comic shop. I want you to tell them, hey, guess what's in the previews this month? First Americans. That's right. Ooh. First Americans. It's got distribution. This year, it's 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 quarter. It's going to be released quarterly. Every three months, there's going to be an issue popping up. So, you know, get it. Tell, uh, order, to, order it at your local comic shop. Tell them to get it. Lots of it. And then uh, let me know. Shout it out. Let me know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm out of juice. But yeah, First Americans, uh, tell, tell your local uh, comic people that, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a good book to read. And that's that's all I got. I'm, I'm all out now. All right. Well, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music. <laughs> <laughs>